For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. (laughs) Oh, Rebels, we got a good show today. John and Corey Cooper from the band Skillet on the podcast. They are on the side of the road, got out of their tour bus, jumped on the call with us. You'll hear a little bit of background noise. We appreciate them so much. They've got a graphic novel out, a new album out. You're going to hear all about it and some more good wisdom from the Coopers. Let's jump into it. Here is Skillet on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. All right. That one took a long time. <laughs> there's always this, does. John and Corey, there's always this long pause when I hit live till it actually goes live. And this one was an extra long one. Oh, Rebels, we've got John and Corey Cooper from Skillet on the podcast today. They are on the road, on the side of the road somewhere uh, in Iowa. And (laughs) thank you guys so much for coming on the program. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thrilled to be chatting with you again. Definitely. Mm. Um, I think the last time we saw you was at Red Rocks. It It was. was. I was saying that to Corey before the thing. Interviewing up there, that beautiful oh, venue, it's gorgeous. Mm. I just got goosebumps, man. The, I mean, the dressing rooms have the actual red rock in the dressing <laughs> rooms, like they built it in the side of a rock. Oh, yeah. so yeah. awesome! Yeah, it looks almost like a a bunker after, like you know, yep. a, in a nuclear war movie or totally. something, you know, in totally. like Mad Max or something. Oh, mm. and what a venue! I mean, is there there aren't many other venues like that to play at? What was it like playing there? Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, mm. you can't breathe, but other than about to die. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's right. I forget. Elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did a, I worked out this morning at our gym and I just was a noodle afterwards. I'm like, I live at 6,800 feet. Why am I working out? This is terrible. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then anybody on our newsletter saw John's piece on faith leaders leaving the faith and. Uh, I just want to say on air how much I appreciated your wisdom. It was such a down-to-earth, wise, written piece. It mm-hmm. really it struck such a huge uh, nerve, and it was downloaded so many times on our newsletter. I really appreciate it. Well, that's really great to hear. Thanks so much. You know, I, I always want to make it clear in all my interviews, and I know this isn't what we're here to talk about necessarily, but I just want to make people know that that was not meant to be to attack a a person mm. or you know two people it wasn't yeah. about that no, it, no. It, this is kind of attacking the spirit of the age that we are in mm-hmm. influencer yep. culture and trying to also protect you know like the bible says little ones of the faith you know yes. little ones of the faith that are mm-hmm. that are reading a post from somebody and, and going wow they're leaving and now science has disproven Christianity. Maybe that's true. Yeah, you know, I'm right. saying exactly. no, 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 no. Right, that's right. not true. Let's just re- let's return to listening to some old, boring preachers preach us the word of truth. That Amen. would be great. Love yeah, it. totally. Don't get your theology on Facebook all the time. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, that's right. Don't get your news on Facebook. Don't get your theology on Facebook. Totally, yeah, exactly. totally. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on. You got a new album out, new video, and a new graphic novel. I was just, I'm about, I don't know, 50, 60 pages into the graphic novel. 
one, how did that come about? And two, what's it like having, mm-hmm. I mean, these artists draw you in this like superhero fantasy. That's gotta be one of the <laughs> coolest things in the world. <laughs> First question is, is you're 50 pages in. Do you like it? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm hooked. Oh yeah. Okay. That's uh, super hooked. Yeah. It's even really if you're compelling. Lying, yeah. I don't need, I don't even mind you lying in this instance. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think that this probably started uh, from my like zeal for comic books. Yeah. I love comics yes. and I talk about it all the time. And so I also kind of imagine myself like in an alternate universe, which <laughs> I do not believe in, by the way, but you get my point. Sure, sure, an sure, alternate yeah. universe, John is writing the short stories, science fiction novels nice. and stuff. You know? I love it. So, yeah. So somebody contacted us and just said, Hey, you know, I know you love comic books. Have you considered doing a graphic novel? And I said, well, that's been a dream of mine, but I've always mm. been scared to do it. There's nothing dumber than a dumb graphic novel. And, you know, yeah. and I yeah. don't want to do it cheesy. And so he said, do you have ideas for stories? And so we kind of sort of working it out. And I said, here's the themes I want to talk about. The stuff I think it, it would be, you know, slightly spiritual, kind of like Skillet's music. There's spiritual overtones. You can draw some conclusions. I think it points to something you know, that's worth thinking about and, and even biblical, but it's not really what I would call, you know, a Christian book, just like Skillet's music is not overtly Christian all the time. Some yeah, of it yeah. is, some of it's not. So I thought that was kind of a cool aspect of it. It mm. was so fun. Uh, choosing the artist was good because I got to go on and look at four or five different artists, you know, their, their work and find something that I thought would really suit us. And uh, I'm just really, really proud of the project. Mm, oh, for sure. Great. You've got to be stoked on it. Because, yeah, that's a really interesting one because different comic book artists draw in a totally different way. And it could be a little goofy if it's the wrong way. This mm-hmm. is really, it's more of a modern style graphic novel. So I really, I, yeah, I totally dig it. I've been mm. a comic book guy for, oh. for years oh, I love since oh, he was no. a kid. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> I used to get black and white Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics at the comic book store, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Corey, what's it like for you? I mean, you know, John's way into the comics and the superhero thing. What was it like for you having this? Uh, I think it's real cool. And, you know, he made me taller. So that, that was the one goal on the look. <laughs> I'm almost as tall as Jen in the comic book. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's but a- I, I like the idea of, you know, uh, communicating something uh, deeper uh, and bigger through different uh, artistic means is real cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're so creative and we are artistic people. And being in a band, you've got lots of different venues and outlets for art. I think this is a great one. Well, you know what I think is also cool is that since you, you know, grew up reading comics, you'll, you'll know this. Maybe not everybody knows, but graphic novels have kind of been taken over by that space that in other words you probably don't want your kids reading graphic novels is what i'm trying to say Mm. for people that don't know a lot of the graphic novels these days are full of sex and ultra violence and which is a bummer because comics weren't originally like that Mm -hmm. and now comics you know you can find comics like that but comics are generally safer than graphic novels graphic novels have kind of find Mm -hmm. their space like we get to be the rated r versions Mm -hmm. of the of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i don't like that and so I thought it was really cool, again, kind of like Skillist Music, to have an alternative for kids that really love graphic novels and really want to read that, but they don't have to – in other words, it's a safe place. And yep. parents can yeah. know I'm, I'm getting something for my kids that 
even if it's not necessarily religious or overtly, yeah, this is about Jesus or heaven, mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. can feel good about it. And I think that's a really cool way to to give kids an alternative and maybe to even influence people yes. towards Christ. Yeah. Bridge you guys are on the road now. Are your kids with you on the road this tour? They are. They're here, and my daughter actually works for us now. She is wow. 16, wow. and she is our our personal assistant. So if, if I don't get my water on stage, I know who to yell at. <laughs> She's dead. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. You got to tell us what's it like being, you know, I you know I toured with Festival Con Dios years ago, and there oh, was wow. an era in Christian music where families weren't allowed on tour. I hate to say it that way. But your family wasn't allowed in craft services. Uh, there wasn't space on the buses for them. And times have changed. But what's it like being a couple and a family on tour? How do you keep it normal? How do you keep you know, just being a regular family that has schoolwork and a regular couple while being on tour? You know, tour, you do concerts and you get this huge adrenaline rush. You get mm-hmm. that, you know, many nights a week. And you still have to be like, I'm still just John, I'm still dad, I'm still mom, I'm still a married person. You know, what's that like? Sure. You know, one of the things that I hate the most about rock and roll culture is that I meet grown men my age Mm -hmm. that I am not sure know how to take care of themselves. Mm, Um, Yeah. Like – I don't know. They've never they've never made a sandwich. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to mm-hmm. clean their their trash up. You know, they they've got people doing everything for them. Yeah. And I think that if you get famous and rich at, at age twenty, and you're constantly being looked at like you're amazing, then you you just kind of become narcissistic. Yes. Sure. And so I, I guess what I mean is that having the kids out here has been an incredible experience. It's hard work because you have to go okay. Yes, I'm a rock star. Yes, I got to meet the fans. Yes, I got to do a good job, interviews. But really, my number one job is I got to take care of these kids. Mm-hmm. I got to be an example to them. I got to teach them how, uh, how to read the Bible. We're not at church, so maybe they don't have uh, quote unquote normal church life. Right. So right. we have to have church on the road and we mm-hmm. have to show what community of Christ looks like. So it's actually been an incredibly positive thing, not just for our family, but for everyone that tours with us, our band members. Uh, there's a stability that comes with this that I think mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of wish that um I wish that all bands could see that. And the truth is, is when we go tour with bands who are not Christians, that's always evident to those bands. They always go, man, there's something about you guys. They don't know that it's Jesus. They know that we're Christian, but they, they go, I don't I don't really know what it is. I think it's just like the stability of your family. You can feel the love. They say mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's you can cool. feel the love. Yeah. You can feel the positive energy. And to them, they're not sure what that really is, even though what they're just experiencing, I believe, is just, you know, family of God. For Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. It's funny that you mentioned that when I met Laura, I was touring all the time and had kind of gotten into that mentality. And I would just leave my hotel room a mess. Like I wouldn't clean up anything. Trash would be all over the place. You know, it 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 was kind of a dump. And one day she was like, what are you doing? You're an adult. Like people are going to know who you are and see how you leave these hotel rooms. They're going to think things about you. And I was like, what are you talking about? They pay people to clean hotel rooms. And she's like, yes, that's true. And you're kind of being excessive about this. And my manager at the time was like, oh my goodness, Laura, I love you so much. I can tell you, I was in a hotel last weekend and before I left, I went all around the room. I put trash in the trash cans. I put all the 
towels that I had used in the tub for the people cleaning the rooms. Like, And I was laughing at myself on the way out thinking, what a dummy were you when you just destroyed rooms and left stuff all over? It, it was embarrassing. I really was, I was just like a big kid <laughs> doing that. And Laura really called me on it, and she was 100% right, 100% right. That is so that is so funny. It's embarrassing now, it. but yeah. And it was like that on tour though. We just, you know, kinda would, you know, roll in and roll out and who cares? You know, it wasn't a big deal, but it really is a big deal to hold yourself accountable in all situations, not just like, Man, I am yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I think that's true. You know, I mean jumping on this into something else, I think this is fair. Um, I don't think I'm going off on a limb here. I think that one of the things that really helped me finally become a good husband, mm. uh, not, not that I was the worst husband. I, I, yeah. I loved Corey. I was faithful and I thought I was doing a really great job, but it hadn't really hit me until years, you know, several years ago that in order to be a good husband meant that it needed to all be about what I could do for her, not mm. looking for what she can do for me. Yeah. And that of course is, you know, what can we do for Christ? Yeah. In other words, our lives are meant to be serving him and serving people. Mm-hmm. And I think that a, a lot of people get on the road. They're used to being served constantly. Yep. So they're just not really involved in their kids' lives. Even when they you know, they see their kids, they're like, oh, interesting. Yeah, we kind of let them do what they want to do. They're not used to coming in and, and showing their kids what it means to be a servant. Mm-hmm. And I just found in my life with Corey, I really don't have to say – I don't have to even teach my kids a lot of things that – these days because they just see me doing it and they're like, oh, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. And then when I talk to them about serving, I'm not beating them over the head. They're like, oh, okay, that's why you clean up after yourself. That's mm. why you, you leave a good impression when you go into you go into catering on the road. You're not cooking oh. your own meal, but you can put your plate up. You can say thank you to the people doing it. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I think that it's all kind of one and the same. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think some of this too boils down to like, how you define yourself, your your ultimate identity. Mm. And when your ultimate identity is, I'm an undeserving child of God. Mm. You know, when you have that meekness of like, I don't know why he saved me, but he did. I know that it's all about him and his righteousness and not mine. Mm-hmm. And he's called me to be, you know, if you want to be great in the kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. With the ultimate example being him, you know, right before he goes to the cross, he's washing his disciples' feet. He's not mm. looking for, you know, the worship that he actually rightfully deserves, mm. yeah. but he's looking to serve and he's our example. So, you know, I don't think of myself as some awesome rock star. I think of myself as, you know, God's given me some gifts. Maybe the world values them more than others, but we all have gifts. We all have strengths mm-hmm. and we all have ways that God can use us. And ultimately, we're supposed to just serve people, mm. love people and communicate the truth of who God is through our servanthood and our actions and our humility. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Telling you about our new sponsor, Care Of, at TakeCareOf.com. Code word Rebel Parenting for 25% off your first order. I don't know if you're like me and Laura, but we skip usually the first two Sundays of church when school starts. That Petri dish starts, and you're just like, oh my goodness, don't bring that mess home. So... Care of can help give you a little boost this season, whether you want to get more energy, better sleep, maintain stress, or something else to keep you at your healthiest. Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized to you. I took their online quiz. It's super easy. It's really fast. It's hard to know, like, 
what should you take? There's so many vitamins, there's so many supplements, there's so many protein powders. What should you take? I took their online quiz. It gave me the exact results that I got when I took the same thing at my doctor's office from a blood test. So they now offer protein powders available in either individual packets for on-the-go use or tubs that you can use at home. All personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. I'm telling you, it was the exact results I got on what vitamins and minerals that I need to take that I got from my doctor when I took a blood test. Find out more at TakeCareOf.com, code word REBELPARENTING for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? So Corey, what for you has been like the most exciting, most memorable time being on the road with your kids? And I'm assuming you homeschool? Yeah, uh, I was started off homeschooling. Now they're doing like a virtual academy. Oh yeah. So oh, it's, nice. that's it's actually, yeah, it's through the state of Wisconsin. So basically you got to the place where I can't really keep up with what if they're missing something in their education? Yeah, I don't know. So this way, it's like, okay, certified by the state of Wisconsin, but we can kind of do it. Um, so they've got teachers, but we can kind of do it with our weekly schedule, which is typically like Thursday through Sunday, we work. So then they do their school. Monday, Tuesday, typically we have off, so then they have off, and we can kind of schedule things around so mm. that we can be together more. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, it's been exciting for them. For them, it's all they've known. So I don't know when people say, what is it like to be out on the road? They're like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. you wait. They wake up at 8. They start their school. We have a nanny on the road that oversees all their teaching now. Mm. So, you know, I've kind of moved more into production and, and writing that more than mm. I used to. So yeah. um, John and I kind of wake up early-ish. We start working on music. They start working on school. Around, you know, four or five o'clock, we can all hang out and we they're in the front lounge. So we see them a lot during the day. Yeah. But oh, yeah, for them, cool. this is normal life. They travel to Europe with us. So if you ask them what their favorite city is, it might be something like Prague. You know, oh, that's <laughs> cool. so great. Oh, I love it. You're Man. just teaching them about culture in the world. And oh, for sure. what an experience they're going to have a wealth of wisdom to draw upon of just meeting people from everywhere. Yeah, and they meet, you know, what what we do skillet-wise touring is, you know, we might be touring with, you know, uh, Slipknot, which is, you know, really dark, dark music oh, yeah. and one day, and then we might have a show with Mercy Me the next day, so <laughs> oh they're goodness. used to, like, shocking cultural shifts, yeah. but just treating, treating people with respect and loving on people regardless of the way that they look or, mm. you know, how they act. The kids are real respectful and can speak to adults and have normal conversations. You know, they didn't sort of grow up in that where kids get awkward with adults and can't look yes. in the eye. They yep. just yes. have always been around adults so they can engage you and make you feel comfortable and mm. loved. And, and it's real cool. And are they following you guys in their footsteps as being musicians and artists and creative pathways? Uh, they both play piano, but they don't necessarily, I mean, I think they like it, but uh, yeah. not necessarily a passion and it's not something we'd push on them. So, yeah. but they're both super creative. So they, <laughs> my daughter has wanted to be an author from the time she was five and Aww. she's actually a really great writer. Ooh. My son, he loves film composition. So he's really wow. into like classical music and that's more real music than you know he likes rock and all and this, yeah. you know we like, we like skillet mom but i really love john oh, williams that's, so funny. <laughs> you know? that's awesome he's in a state of rebellion with his music but i'm gonna bring him back to rock and roll soon <laughs> that's fantastic you Good know that's job. an interesting one 
this is a, a weird one to say, and I don't mean this in a prideful or disparaging way to anybody else, but some kids grow up normal. They grow up in a normal family where their parents have nine to fives. Yeah. They go to regular schools, yeah. things like that. My kids, your kids, aren't growing up that way, and I've had to shift my parenting a little bit to not expect them to be or to grow up quote unquote normal, you know? Right. And it's a little bit of a different tract. Like my parents got really famous really quickly and tried to pretend like everything was still fine. Everything was normal the whole time. And it really (laughs) wasn't, it was not normal. It was very different for me than everybody else. And so with my kids, I'm trying to say, Hey, there's a whole world of opportunity. Like my son, like every other tween, wants to be a YouTuber. And he was asking me, I'm like, well, you know, that's what I do for a living, right? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we stream on Facebook and YouTube. I have all the equipment. And he's like, well, can I try it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And I just realized it's different for him. I've got a whole studio in our house for, you know, recording and for video. And so he plays Fortnite and uploads his videos and is kind of experiencing that. What's it like for you guys as parents? Because your kids, again, grew up on the road. It's not their experience of normal is a tour bus or flying around the world. So how is it parenting them to grow up and just be who they want to be? Sure, sure. You know, I think for me, the, the thing that always mattered to me the most is uh, like, for instance, I'm, you know, I was raised Generation X. Mm. My generation was a lot of parents trying to live their, you know, their high school dreams through their kids, yeah. you know, sports or things totally. like that. <laughs> and I, and that, I'm not trying to, to beat up on no, 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 that no. generation. Yeah. You know, it's just that's what we <laughs> It is what it is for sure. Yeah. And I always said, you know, I never want to be that way with my kids. The truth is, I don't care what my kids do. I just want them to serve God. Yeah. That's all that I care about. Mm-hmm. And all the other agendas, you know, if they go to college, if they don't go to college, if they marry a smart person, you know, all the things that really matter to, I think, my parents' generation. I'm like, you know what? As long as God uses them, I mean, I want them to make good decisions, but I just want God to use them. And we're really passionate about that. So we have those kind of conversations. Mm. And I, I always try to tell my kids, look, we are not scared of, of any other sort of doctrine. In other words, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care if you learn about evolution or if you learn about, uh, you know, what people believe about atheism or witchcraft mm-hmm. or, you know, these kind of things. But I always try to tell my kids that if what you are doing is equal parts, the Bible, psychology, pop culture, Kanye West tweets, and Taylor Swift tweets and everything is kind of like equal influence and equal truth. And you're weighing which opinion to go to. You're not going to make it because there's only one truth. Yeah. It's fine to learn about these other things and have discussions, but there's only one thing to anchor your life to. Mm. And then that's of course the words of the Bible. That's the, the living word of God. Everything else Mm. is going to fade away. And, And so the reason I'm saying all that is that we're in a really hard time in our lives where a lot of my kids, you know, their friends are going through, their parents are being divorced and their parents are are going, you know, we've been in the church, we've been church leaders for 15, 20 years. And now I just don't think that Jesus is a nice person and we're out, you know? Um, Mm. And uh, one of my other friends, I was talking to the parents and they were saying, I've just been saying to my kids, we need to have days where all that we do is just regroup 
go enjoy nature and just rest and be one with nature. It's so important for the kids. And I was, and, and these are Christian parents. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, in a nice way, say, that's really cool. I think what we should do is enjoy God's creation and be one with the creator of the nature. Mm-hmm. So instead, these kids are, are kind of being raised going, yeah, God's created stuff, but really what's important is letting nature give us rest and like pop psychology. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that is not the what is supreme. Yeah. So I always try to teach my kids, don't be afraid of this stuff. You're going to meet people on the road. And if you go to college, you're going to be bombarded with this stuff. Yep. But there's yep. only one truth. And if you're anchored to the truth, then all the storms, you'll make it through all the storms. Definitely, mm. definitely. Way to be a good dad. Seriously, it's great. It's good to keep them on the right path, too. It's okay to le- learn about other things. Also know if it's contradicting the thing we know to be true, then it's wrong. That's, exa- that's exactly right. Mm. It's really funny. I was talking to um, somebody that works for me that's a staunch atheist, okay? Mm. Um, not a band member, but one of my crew. Most of my crew are not religious and definitely not Christian if they are religious. And uh, I was talking to him about science, you know, because he's like, I just love science. It's all about science. That's what's true. And so something had come up and I said to him, I said, hey, I just read this article saying, you know, I don't remember what it was. Whatever they thought was a planet was really a star. Mm. And now it's gone back to being a planet. And I said, but. But you thought it was true, and now you're—they're saying it's not true. And he goes, "Yeah, isn't that great? Science is wonderful." And I said, "Yeah, but, <laughs> but you're saying that science is what true is what true." And he said, "No, what I'm what's true is the commitment to science." And I was just like, "I cannot believe that you're admitting that you want to base your life on something that is fallible." Yeah. I, I don't even understand how it works. Mm. And I was so I told my kids later that conversation that me and you know so and so were having. That is a good example of why when when they say, well, science disproves this or this or this, that can change in a decade. Yeah. It can change in five years. Mm-hmm. And there's only one thing that is unshakable, and that's the word of God. Yeah. Totally. Amen. I think about chemotherapy. It works right now. In 100 years, we're going to look back at chemo and go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we did that to people. Oh, God. There will yeah, be killing- a new way at some point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, well, and I think yeah. for 1,500 years, they thought the Earth was the center of the solar system. That's right, yep. Until, you know, there was so ingrained in the church that that's the way it was, and no one questioned it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I yeah. think we can question science today. Definitely. I was going to say, as parents, you know, we have the responsibility of mm-hmm. of uh, being grounded in truth ourselves, yep. but also being aware of what our, our kids are facing as far as, you know, cultural lies, the lies of the enemy, and not to shelter them from these things, yes. but to teach them how to process with truth, how to process through uh, what the lies may be so that they're not defined by those things because mm-hmm. all of their friends will be defined by them. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Mm. Hey, we didn't hit the album yet. We've only got two minutes to go. Tell us about Victorious and mm-hmm. the things that you're excited about this new album. Yeah, I'd love to talk about the record. I mean, musically... I'm excited about the record because mm-hmm. th- this album feels to me, maybe I'll give you a quote from my son when he heard the whole record, back uh, all the songs back to back. My son, who's really artistic, said, this album feels like a synthesis of all the things you've done right in the past. Wow. <laughs> That's a compliment. I, wow. I, I thought, That's great feedback. I thought it was hysterical, but I would say to me, this record has a lot of different eras of Skillet's music wrapped up in it. Mm. And, and part of that is because me and Corey, we produced it ourselves. And so we were able to uh, 
really just do what we want to do. Let let skillet be skillet. Mm. And because of that, I think it just has a lot of heart and a lot of emotion into it. And it's a very, I think, inspiring record, mm-hmm. very powerful mm-hmm. in terms of there's a lot of feeling on the record of life is not going to be easy, yeah. mm. but you can be victorious. Yeah. And that's the name of the record, victorious. And the reason that that was important to me is because one of those, I think, you know, lies of, of the enemy, as Corey just said, that's happening in culture and in Christian culture right now is that, you know, every day is awesome. Every day is awesomer than the last. <laughs> Everything you do is wonderful. You're beautiful the way you are. You're powerful the way you are. No one will ever be a better you than you. Um, we're he- we're hearing that so much that even people in the church are stunned when things go bad in life. Yep. I don't really know why, because we're guaranteed for things to go bad. And yep. the only thing we know is going to guaranteed in life. You're going to go through some really bad stuff. And so, so I think there's a lot of messages in the, on the record that life is going to be hard. You're not always going to be who you want to be, but there is hope and you can be victorious. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you being on here. We've taken up a ton of your time. Thank Have you a great guys. tour and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Great to talk to you too. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, Rebels. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for sharing this with your friends. Thank you to the Coopers for coming on the podcast today. And thank you to the Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring our podcast. Persecution.com for the Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting and everyone does you can find it at rebelparenting.org Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999 That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999 We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family so thank you God bless Thanks for spending your time with us And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.